it is an open secret that pakistan has been a home for terrorist organizations now a combination of pakistan and taliban geographically both being adjacent to each other and having a similarity of thoughts and modus of operation namely terrorizing countries to submission spells danger to the entire free world the world did not take notice of the emerging problems of terrorism in fact probably most of the european countries and usa in particular were happy with that state of affairs that india was acting as a sponge to absorb the terrorist attacks which otherwise would have been directed at them come 911 suddenly the world view changed and namaskar i am colonel ramakrishnan i am grateful to sangam talks for giving me a an opportunity to present some of my views on the current position in afghanistan of course it's common parlance that uh, afghanistan is definitely going through a great amount of turmoil and the people of afghanistan are in great trouble look at the map will tell us that uh, afghanistan is in south asia we don't india does not share a border with afghanistan afghanistan is bounded in the north by uzbekistan turkmenistan in the west by iran in the south and the east by pakistan it also has a very small border with china about 15 or 20 kilometers that's about all through the pamirs occupation of afghanistan by taliban on 15th of august after a short duration fight of just about a week or so really changed the course of history of south asia it was a shock to everyone that how could taliban manage to set aside the afghan national army of nearly supposedly 300000 people with just a strength of about 70 or 1000 talibanis fighters the world is still recovering from the shock and right now hakani network has been given the task of security of kabul which is a bad omen so far as the world is concerned because hakani network is one of the bloodiest and the most terrible of taliban setups the photographs which are coming out of the people who are trying to flee afghanistan of babies being thrown over the fences people being trampled people being shot is really too gruesome to describe one or two photographs are given here just for for you to have a look today on august 24th what is the condition in afghanistan absolute chaos in that taliban has taken over or rather the military force of taliban has taken over afghanistan and kabul in particular 
there are certain portions of Afghanistan, the Panjshir Valley, to the far north, it is still not under their occupation. Understood that Saleh, who was the vice president of the Afghan government earlier, has declared himself the president subsequent to Ghani having fled Afghanistan on 15th of August. Saleh is planning along with Masood, with Masood to put up a fight against Taliban. The site in the airfield is an indication of Afghans who are in panic. They remember the Taliban excesses of 1996 to 2001, where men and women used to be pulled out of houses and shot without any question. There was just no mercy. Women were subjected to the severest of Sharia laws and Afghans in thousands are fleeing the country to the north, to Tajikistan, to the west, to Iran, to the east, to Pakistan and as many as possible are trying to fly out of the Kabul airport. Let us understand this very clearly. The world is worried about Taliban taking over Afghanistan. The reason is that it is basically a terrorist organization. As per UN listed schedule, as per UN, it is listed in the schedule. In the UN Prevention and Suppression of Terrorism, Implementation of Security Council Resolution Order of 2007. How did this Taliban come to take over a complete country? Here, when you go back a little, we realize that strangely, while the people of Afghanistan are fleeing the country because they fear Taliban, the people who are really happy about Taliban taking over Afghanistan are the people in Pakistan. You only have to look at some of these uh, Pakistani news channels and see the glee with which the newscasters present themselves as if Pakistan has won a victory over Afghanistan. It is Pakistani army's support of a terrorist organization called the Taliban, which has allowed it to overcome a democratically elected Afghan government. It is a fact that Pakistanis have no love loss for America. And this is probably a reason why the victory of Taliban is being equated with the defeat of America, which had a presence in Afghanistan for the last 20 years. Pakistani army and the ISI have been supporting Taliban with arms, equipment and safe houses for themselves and their families post-2001. For the last 20 years, Pakistani army has been supporting Taliban 
financially and ensuring that it is covering up their atrocities in Afghanistan. This Pakistani army's obsession to subjugate and dominate Afghanistan has grown out of its self-induced fears of an Indian army marching through Pakistan. They have been talking of a strategic depth, which policy should have been dumped in a dustbin the day they had atomic weapons in their position. There is no way that an Indian army could have taken Pakistan completely. As on date, even though India does not share a border with Afghanistan, the combination of Pakistani army and the Talibani Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan is a bad combination insofar as peace for South Asia is concerned. Pakistani army's motto is says Iman, Taqwa and Jihad. Remember that Taliban is also a jihadist army. Through ISI, Taliban is also linked to ISIS and more than 20 other Islamic organizations of the most extremist nature. I'll just give you a name of names of a few. Taliban and Pakistani army are involved. Are this Tehrike Taliban Pakistan, Jaish e Muhammad, Lashkar e Tayyaba, Harkat al Mujahideen, ya Harkat al Ansar, ya Harkat al Jihadi Islami, Hizbul Mujahideen, Al Badr, Al Qaeda, Dukhtarin e Millat, which is in Kashmir, Mujahideen in all its formations and front organizations. The Islamic State of Iraq and Levant, that is ISIS, Khalistan Liberation Force, Terekal Mujahideen, Jamal ul Mujahideen, Bangladesh, Jamal ul Mujahideen, India, or Jamaat ul Mujahideen, Hindustan. I am just named a few of the terrorist organizations with which Taliban has links directly or through ISIS. ISI of Pakistani army. I have not named terrorist organizations in Africa like Boko Haram or what is there in Libya, Tunisia, Lebanon, etc. So the spread of jihadi organizations worldwide is getting a fillip by the occupation of Taliban in Afghanistan. Based on the past history, we know that in, from 1996 to 2001, when Taliban took over Afghanistan, many terrorist organizations migrated to Afghanistan because they found safekeeping there and a place which was available for training their jihadist foot soldiers. It is feared that the same thing will be repeated now. It is an open secret that Pakistan has been a home for terrorist organizations.
now a combination of pakistan and taliban geographically both being adjacent to each other and having a similarity of thoughts and modus of operation namely terrorizing countries to submission spells danger to the entire free world there is a need and necessity to review how best this infection of jihadism can be stopped and rooted out at this moment terrorism india has been at the receiving end of terrorist activities from pakistan since decades india has been complaining about this in all world forums since the 80s when ziaul haq along with the americans commenced arming the mujahideen for action against russians in afghanistan terrorists were pushed into kashmir valley almost on a daily basis and they have wreaked havoc in the kashmir valley for decades however the world did not take notice of the emerging problems of terrorism in fact probably most of the european countries and usa in particular were happy with that state of affairs that india was acting as a sponge to absorb the terrorist attacks which otherwise would have been directed at them come 911 suddenly the world view changed when the twin towers were attacked by al qaeda headed by osama bin laden who promptly went and took shelter in afghanistan the united nations called for the al qaeda leader osama bin laden who was openly calling for jihad against united states and against india to be surrendered to usa for judicial to be presented to judicial courts when mullah omar who was heading the taliban in 19, in 2001 refused to do so americans went in and within a matter of a week managed to push taliban which had been in power for 5 years since then american forces have been in afghanistan they have also been trying to democratize the country and stabilize its political scenario for the last 20 years but they apparently have failed to do so the taliban terrorist groups under al qaeda and the haqqani group moved to pakistan and have taken shelter there since the last 20 years and they have been doing very well financially and with the support of pakistani army now the second question which comes up is how is the world going to tackle this problem of taliban to start with united states has already imposed sanctions on taliban government in fact there is no government today as such in 
February 2020, there was a meeting in Doha, which was attended by the then President Ghani, Taliban leaders, and representatives of the U.S. government. It was decided that American forces would withdraw from Afghanistan, and in the meantime, Taliban would not undertake any military activities against U.S. troops or the NATO forces. However, come 2021 July, this pact was broken, and Taliban has entered. Afghanistan Joe Biden had announced that United States troops would be out by 9/11 however their forces started retreating or evacuating Afghanistan even in the month of June July this allowed Taliban to walk into Afghanistan and the question which is normally asked is why did the afghan national army not stop taliban from establishing its hold over afghanistan on paper the afghan national army was supposed to be having almost 300000 people soldiers and taliban on the other hand had only 60 or 1000 fighters added to that were people from lat jem from pakistani side and pakistani army soldiers dressed as civilians so even that the total would not have gone over 80000 90000 how did the afghan national army fold up within a matter of one week literally without firing a shot it has been in public domain that even though the afghan government was professing to be organizing an army of 300000 in actual fact the number of soldiers would have been hardly about 100 150000 corruption was extreme and money was being taken from usa as payment for as pay for the Af- for the afghan soldiers but in on the ground there were no soldiers all the money was being siphoned off by the generals by the bureaucracy and the politicians there was no afghan national army in actual effect then the question comes is it not true that many of these afghan national army personnel officers and other ranks did they not get trained in usa many of them were trained in the indian military academy and our own indian defense service schools what happened to them as one who has been in a military academy i can say that the training imparted in all our military academies is standard and the same principles are applied same principles are taught of military strategy and tactics to everyone equally 
if so how come the afghan national army led by officers who have been trained in usa or or india not been able to carry forward their duties there are there is more than one theory behind this one is that afghans have not developed a sense of national pride afghanistan as a nation so this afghan national army still considered the members of the national army still considered themselves to be a part of their tribes as they originally used to do their loyalty was first to the tribe and then to anybody else therefore when the taliban came in they were not really keen to fight with the taliban who again were probably their brothers from that same tribes that is one theory another is that in the doha meeting it was agreed not on the table under the table a secret agreement that uh, afghan national army would simply retreat and not create a problem for taliban so that there is no bloodshed both ways it speaks very very poorly of the afghan national army or the conditions in afghanistan as a national entity though afghans are proud of their uh, origins as warlike uh, tribes the fact that an army simply surrenders and allows a walk over is very difficult for a soldier to digest as a third one if you remember when taliban army started its advance into afghanistan when one of the a platoon of afghan soldiers had surrendered they were told that if they surrender they will be spared as the government soldiers put their weapons down and came out all the 20 of them were shot on the spot by taliban maybe it was meant to send a message to the afghan national army that anybody who crosses swords with taliban will be mercilessly and brutally killed there will be no mercy for anyone opposing taliban was it supposed to put put in fear into the hearts of the government soldiers must be but then when we think of our own reaction as an indian i would say when the chinese forces attacked indian soldiers and said 20 are killed indian soldiers did not fall back they fought back and killed more than 40 of them and injured more than 100 and since then indian army has not come back from our positions in tibet on the other hand we said if you have killed 20 of ours we will not let go without killing 200 of yours 
there is no question of an army retreating simply because of fear of death at the enemy hands so this is a psychological factor which as a soldier i find it very difficult to understand let us touch the economic angle it was decided in doha in 2020 that there will be an inclusive government now what was an inclusive government we know that uh, there are various ethnic groups in afghanistan and uh, pashtuns form the majority majority in the sense there are 44% of the afghanistan population is pashtun and about 27 are the tajiks and about 10% are the hazaras then we have the uzbeks and uh, nuristanis and baluch it was understood that the pashtuns would share power with the tajiks and the uzbeks and the hazaras would also share power with the democratically elected government the present conditions do not appear to support that idea in fact taliban has completely taken over afghanistan though mulla baradar who is the number 2 in the taliban hierarchy is supposed to have landed in kabul 3 days back to kabul up and the government it is doubtful if an inclusive government if an inclusive government representing all factions will be in place in time so the sanctions which have been laid at the door of taliban are going to affect their economic future afghanistan is landlocked it has no access to the sea its major trading partners have to go are pakistan iran and india items like pet all imported items like fuel oil petrol and other items have to be paid for in the international markets with hard currency which is dollar without access to dollars taliban will not be able to manage its finances so how will taliban manage its economic stability in future that's a very big question obviously taliban will have to show that it is becoming a much softer entity than what it has been in the earlier regime however it does not appear as if taliban has softened in fact taliban has already declared sharia as the way forward in afghanistan in places like kandahar already the mullahs have declared that there will be no co-ed schools girls will not go to school after 12 years of age women who were working in government offices and banks have been told not to come to their offices taliban has told as of yesterday that anyone who was working in ganesh government can consider himself dismissed 
they are not welcome to run any government organization. That being the case, what is the idea of Taliban today in public perception? More than 20,000 people are in and are waiting in and around the Kabul airport. US is trying to evacuate them as quickly as possible. They have said that they may require an extension beyond 31st of August as they may not be able to complete the evacuation of those who wish to go out of Afghanistan. Today's news is that Taliban has refused any extension whatsoever. They have said any evacuation has to be completed by 31st of August, otherwise there will be consequences. They have not spelled out what consequences, but knowing Taliban, we know that the consequences for those left behind will not be pleasant at all. What would be, how will this Taliban occupation of Afghanistan affect India? As I said earlier, Pakistanis are very, very happy that Taliban has taken over Afghanistan. In fact, there were news channels in Pakistan which said that now that Taliban has taken over Afghanistan, they will go into Kashmir and liberate Kashmir. Though it is difficult for us to understand why Pakistanis should expect Taliban to go to Kashmir and liberate it. What is their army of 6,000 or 6 lakhs or 7 lakh uh, Pakistani army, what is their job? If they have to expect, remember they used to say the same thing. They said somebody from Saudi Arabia will come, some Al-Qaeda will come and go into Kashmir and liberate Kashmir. Sometimes they say Hezbollah will come from Pakistan and liberate Kashmir. It's a very strange idea that appears to be in the Pakistani minds. When they have an army of nearly 7 lakh uh, soldiers and uh, paramilitary forces of another 5 lakhs or so, they have never tried to take over Kashmir and win it. They have tried but they have been uh, sent back. Now how does this affect India? It's a possibility that Pakistan will now divert, will collect many Taliban soldiers from Afghanistan and direct them towards Kashmir. So far as India is concerned, all that we say is, please send them to Kashmir, we'll ensure that none of them goes back. We have enough place to bury all of them. We have enough graveyards to bury every Talibani or terrorist soldier who comes into India. There should be no doubt on this count. It is sad, but it is true that there are very many in India who are very keen to press the panic button. And they have been after the Modi government to go and surrender to the Taliban, presenting a bleak picture 
of what will happen to India if Taliban comes into power in Afghanistan. We understand their sympathies with Taliban. There is a lady from Kashmir who says, who was equating the, her party to a Taliban and how they will drive the Indians out of Kashmir. We know that API, PLME members have been praising Taliban victory and many from other parts of the country also have been praising Taliban victory. We have no objections to anybody praising Taliban victory. They are basically jihadis by outlook. But there is no need for India to panic. There is no need for us to get into a, be in a hurry to come into any understanding with Taliban. Our past experience with Taliban has been unpleasant. We should wait and watch. Let us see how Taliban behaves. If they do change their habits and become more amenable to democracy and are willing to give and respect women in public life, maybe we can have a second look. But if Taliban, if as Pakistani army believes it can manage to manipulate Taliban and Taliban acts on behalf of Pakistani army, there is no need for us, no need for India to be in any hurry to recognize Talibani regime. We have been told repeatedly that China is taking an advantage and so is Russia. I would like to say this here. China is more like a vulture. China is more like a vulture. People of, uh, some of you might have seen this picture, McKenna's gold, where the first scene is of a buzzard, yani chil, circling in the sky, waiting for something down below to die. China is like that. China is looking for any country which is weak economically and which has politicians who can be bought. They are waiting that Taliban will become bankrupt and become a supplicant to China and China will say, okay, I'll give you some money, you do what I want. They have done this with Sri Lanka in Hambantota and they have taken Hambantota on 99 year lease. Sri Lanka is going to lose its Cochin shipyard also. Pakistan is already a vassal state. Pakistan is unable to repay the loans which they have taken from China. They are expecting that Taliban will not be able to function efficiently and there is no possibility of Afghanistan progressing forward. In the last decade, we have come to know that more than $3 trillion worth of rare earth materials are available in Afghanistan, especially lithium, which is a major requirement for all 
electronic equipment in use today from mobile phones to satellites to cameras to rockets china wishes to possess lithium and be the market manipulator for lithium so china is very keen on accessing the mineral wealth of afghanistan china is also very keen that its obor projects will enable it to link pakistan and via that to central asia and thereby extending its market to central asia via afghanistan so china is watching like a vulture quite possibly taliban will fall into its trap like pakistan has done in so far as russia is concerned putin is also keen to have some understanding with taliban but only to the extent that they do not encourage jihadists in tajikistan then there the question of refugees now with so many people being unhappy mind you taliban has won a military victory but it has not won the hearts and minds of the people people are running helter and skelter to get out of taliban out of taliban regime iran is expecting shia refugees from talib from afghanistan iran is expecting shia refugees from afghanistan tajikistan is already receiving thousands every day of tajiks running away from the tajikistan provinces in afghanistan pakistan can definitely expect at least a million more refugees to the already existing 2 million refugees of afghanistan afghan origin in pakistan of course pakistan is a very clever country they have done this before all that they will do is put them in tents and then tell the world please give me money so that i can look after these refugees is actually the pakistani army which is the root cause of the problem in afghanistan it is the pakistani army and the isi who are the main terrorist organizations in this world and now they have a taliban with a full country at its disposal it is actually pakistani army which has won a major victory in afghanistan the fact that the haqqani network which who are the blue eyed boys of isi since the last two decades have been made in charge of security in kabul is an indication of their influence over taliban many of you may not know that indian embassy has been raided broken open documents have been carted away and taliban has stolen all vehicles parked in the parking lot of the indian embassy nearly 200 indians working in the embassy along with their passports were literally abducted and taken over to a police station where they were held for many hours and then only 
after proving their credentials, allowed to go to the airport. More than 200 Indians with Afghan passports, Sikhs and Hindus, were sent back from the airport and not allowed to leave. This is typical of the Pakistani army's way of working. And Haqqani network is acting on behalf of ISI of Pakistani army. What is worrying for the whole world and what should be worrying for the whole world is the fact that today Taliban has managed to acquire thousands of personal arms, anti-aircraft systems, helicopters and even planes. This has come about when the Afghan National Army of literally 300,000 which was equipped by the Americans had simply left all their rifles, grenades, rocket launchers, BMPs, anti-aircraft equipment, signal sets and handed them over to the Taliban. One can say that Taliban today is probably the most well-equipped most well-equipped terrorist force in the world. This poses danger to entire humanity. There is a question, does Taliban have Stinger missiles? Are they still having Stinger missiles which were provided, provided to them in the 80s and 90s? Well, if you know that Stinger missiles were, are produced by Raytheon in USA, and there are about a dozen countries which use Stinger missiles, even today. Pakistan definitely must be having a few. How many of them have been given to Taliban, we do not know. The old Stinger missiles, maybe their battery is dead, maybe the missile portion is uh, decomposed. But if they have been able to replace it, then that is another major issue. Because anyone flying over any plane, any aircraft flying over Afghanistan would be in danger if these missiles are available with Taliban. It would be appropriate to assume that they do. And it is also, it will also be correct for all the nations, especially in South Asia, to review their security measures since Taliban has taken over Afghanistan in collusion with Pakistani army, both of whom are jihadist in nature. So to summarize, I would like to say that the conditions in Afghanistan are really bad. People are fleeing the country. Taliban is militarily in control but not fully in control of the government as such. Possibility of Vice President Saleh, who today is battling Taliban forces. We understand about 10,000 Taliban fighters have been sent to the north, to the Panjshir Valley, 
to fight against Saleh. Tajikistan has given, is planning to give support to him. Will the world, will the other countries in the world support Saleh, who was the vice president and has, is now calling himself the president? This is the question mark that we will know in the next week or so whether Taliban is able to crush the resistance of the non-Pashtun groups in Afghanistan. India does not share a border, border with Afghanistan and whatever funds we have invested, I would not even call them investments, but whatever we have about 3 million, equivalent of 3 million dollars of projects are basically for civil population for their ease of living, for improving their comfort and education. We have built a dam, we have built roads, we have built hospitals and schools and colleges and even a parliament building. We do not expect any return unlike China which only puts in money in infrastructure which will give them money for returns. India is not looking for any returns. We can afford to wait. We can afford to wait. Let us wait and watch how Taliban behaves. There is no need for India to panic and go into any action. Here we also have to keep in mind one more point. There will be a lot of pressure to accept refugees from Afghanistan. We are not a rich country. We already have so many refugees from so many different countries with us. Let us not be stampeded by the leftists and the jihadists in India to accepting refugees beyond any limit. This is a very major issue because we know that even the Afghans who had come here 20 years back have not gone back. They are, neither, they are literally stateless persons because they are afraid to go back. I have tried to cover some major issues concerning the status of Afghanistan today. Thank you for listening. Namaskar.